This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Welcome to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Ben Lynch. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the delegations of authority. If you're looking to reduce the reliance of your clinic on you as you grow, this is going to be an important policy and then set of processes that you have to reduce in particular the decision-making reliance on you and then subsequently the action reliance on you. If you've ever had a moment where you've opened your inbox You've had a phone call or a meeting with a team member and you're like, oh, how did that decision happen without me knowing about it? You've realized the consequences financially or in time or in image brand reputation. You're like, if only it had come through me, perhaps the outcome would have been different. It especially hurts when a financial decision has been made to your detriment and you're finding out about it later. The delegations of authority is a policy and then process that allows you to capture who can make what decisions in your clinic. Now, so often it is you as the business owner making decisions or contributing to decisions. You might have some really trustworthy and capable humans on your team, which is awesome. There's also an element of rigor that you can add by having a policy like this in place delegation of authority. Think of it like this. If someone has a role within your clinic and part of their position description, they have a set of responsibilities, but they don't have the authority to make certain decisions that really connect to the responsibilities that they have. Give you an example, whether that's stock management, perhaps you need to order in stock periodically, or you have a set schedule. If someone is monitoring stock and responsible for creating the orders, but can't process the payment or make the final decision on what to buy. They have to come through you or someone else. That would be a great example of how you could document the financial value uh, that someone could make a decision without having to seek external advice or authority on before making that decision. So all purchases up to the value of $2,500 can be made you know, by this person in this role, they have the delegated responsibility and authority to make that decision. Another one might be for the CPD plan and training. So continuing professional development, someone on your team might be responsible for setting a schedule, getting external speakers in, some of which you may need to pay. To what financial value Are they able to make a decision autonomous or independent of you or anyone? So a delegation of authority schedule sets out the different functional areas of your business and allows you to create the clarity as a specific example, the dollar value and perhaps criteria or under what circumstances a decision could be made without any external advice or authority given so that you know, essentially on this document, No decisions outside of this are going to be made without me or someone else being aware of it in the first place. You could initially knee-jerk reaction think that maybe that's limiting or suffocating, but at the moment, perhaps the trade-off is everything has to go through you or somebody else, and that's causing overwhelm or e-person reliance. What this does is makes you you more purposeful and more process-driven around decision-making capabilities. Now, imagine that there's a continuum, a spectrum, if you would, of how rigorous this could be. 
if you look at a Fortune 500 company, they're going to have really great structures and systems in place, more than likely for some of these decisions to occur. And each department and each role is going to be measured quite uh, scrupulously on how they make decisions. We perhaps don't need to go to those lengths as a smaller business, but there is an element that we need to shift along that continuum to be more structured, more purposeful, to reduce the reliance on you and any other key person within the business. So I suggest you do a Google search and have a look at some great examples. Broadly, we're looking to structure the document like this into functional areas. So you might have recruitment, you know, CPD and training. Uh, you might have uh, rostering any other key financial decisions that are made around pay and the processing of pay runs, et cetera. And perhaps you need uh, an additional person, signatory if you would, to check in before a pay, big pay cycle is done. There's always the trade-off of making things uh, more complex and having too much structure that bottlenecks. So I'll leave the best judgment in your hands as to how you want to do this. But let's start with a delegations of authority to help reduce reliance on you. Perhaps you want to pick a couple of key frustrations you've had recently or over time, some decisions that haven't been made correctly or that you wish you were aware of and put them on a piece of paper and say, you know what, I am happy if decisions are made within these parameters. If they're going outside of those parameters, I want to know about it or someone else needs to bring it up. Inherently, when we have a delegations of authority, it places greater emphasis on your ability to budget for any given month, quarter, or financial year. Ideally, you have a lot of these decisions, really investment decisions of money, time, people allocation, already factored in for at least the next quarter, ideally the next financial year. So there aren't particularly any surprises. There might be some changes on the margins, meaning we bought more stock than we'd originally planned for, or we gave someone a pay rise. But hopefully those things are factored in fairly well. So you're not making any great deviations. And typically the delegations of authority will say anything that's already put into the budget up to a certain amount can be made by this role and therefore fulfilled by this person under these set of circumstances or criteria. You're not trying to outline every possible decision in your business because that would take you forever. You are looking to sort of group in a category or an umbrella set of terms, uh, decisions that would fall within this realm. The example being uh, CPD and training. We don't need to necessarily account for all versions of that, but you might want to start from a more global level and over time refine it so that it gets sharper. The delegations of authority is such a key policy and then process off the back of it to reduce the decision-making reliance on you or any particular person and at least know where that authority lies within the business as you scale up. So uh, one is you've got clear position descriptions with roles and responsibilities there. And then secondly, the relevant authority is uh, delegated and assigned to those people. And then the distinction of delegated versus abdicated means there's an accountability loop. Abdicated means, all right, you're in charge now and hopefully it all goes well. <laughs> Maybe come to me when there's some problems. We don't want that to be the case. There needs to be a feedback loop, not that we are micromanaging, but there does need to be an accountability loop for reporting back to you or others on how those functions are going, whether that's a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. That is very much dependent on the role and uh, the rhythms that you are running. So delegation of authority, a really key thing for you to do to scale up as you grow your clinic, 
to reduce reliance on you or any particular person. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you've found a little nugget to take away and plug into your clinic as you grow your clinic for good. As always, you can check out the show notes over at clinicmastery.com and be sure to connect with us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. They're the places we tend to hang out the most. Anyway, we'll speak soon on another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.